Darlene has has now just discovered that somehow miraculously Susan Bradford's brother is actually Susan, who is actually B. And she goes, well, well, this is this doesn't make any sense. I have seen both of them in person. They you look nothing alike. You are, you know, what appears to be a man who's six foot tall. Susan is a five foot woman. How could this be? But even chillier than this, boom, boom, still in the back of the car. They stop and suit and Darlene says, we have to get out and figure, I, I don't, I, I can't trust you. How, how are you Susan? I have to see, she just panicked and opened the door, popped open the lock and opened the door and went to the back to open the trunk because she wanted to leave, not sure what was going on and wanted to make sure the safety of this person who was in the trunk was was also safe. So as she opens the trunk, she sees tied with her hands behind her back, mouth duct taped, was what appeared to be Susan. Now, as you recall, Susan's brother, the taxi driver, claimed he was Susan. So Darlene pulls off the the mat, the the duct tape, and like, what is Susan? Are you okay? And she says, I'm not Susan. I'm her brother, Craig. Now, as you and I are both, when we first found this, we were like, what? This makes no sense. This is something out of just a horror movie thing. Well, as we dove deeper into Darlene's journal and also with reports from the police um, from different times Susan in her life, she actually was reported to be in some dark magic, witchcraft as you will. So police obviously can't say that this was a like, this is actually accurate of this voodoo, dark magic, witchcraft switched body, like they were able to switch bodies. But Darlene's journal entry really is compelling. Here's, this is, I, listen, when we started researching this case and we came to this aggressive twist, I was, I, we were talking on the phone and I was using uh, my microphone to get better audio. I dropped my microphone. I was like, this is stupid. This is the dumbest story I've ever heard. This is made up garbage. The journal, fiction, someone wrote it, blah, blah, blah. But as we read on to the next page of this journal entry, that is what really convinced me back. And I think the audience is sitting there going, what could you possibly bring up? This is stupid. But two things that change everything about this idea of witches. The next page of the journal writes, Darlene writes, I was very skeptical and also scared, but I remembered back to the letters. The letters 
that Susan Bradford wrote had a postage stamp. The address underneath the postage stamp. Salem. The origin of the Salem witch trials. So that was the first thing I was going maybe, but I'm still not convinced fully. I need more jazz and, and juice. The next thing in the journal entry, Darlene writes, and then I remembered, and this is key, I remembered. Susan Bradford, now remember they had been exchanging letters. Susan Bradford proclaimed in many letters that her favorite movie that inspired her in life and she it's important to note the inspired her in life was Freaky Friday she saw the movie Freaky Friday and said I'm going to use my witch powers to do that switched bodies with her brother now you're probably wondering okay I'm, I'm back on board you fully convince me because this is one of the most convincing podcasts there are some of the greatest hosts there are what does this have to do with any sort of murder out there this next part I mean could could this get any weirder yes and I just want to be clear the freaky Friday just just so we're clear, it wasn't the one with Lindsay Lohan. That was made in 2003. The Freaky Friday we're referring to was made in 1976 with Jodie Foster. I just wanted to be clear because all of our Gen Z viewers and millennial, I, I knew it as Lindsay Lohan. And that's where my mind was like, this is made up. Because I was like, 1997 is before 2003. And I want to apologize to our viewers because absolutely, there is no way that would be the dumbest thing if a real life witch based one of her spells on drug addict Lindsay Lohan. That is not what, that that is, how could you possibly conceive of that? And I got to be honest, Jamie Lee Curtis, you're better than that, okay? So anyways, this is the uh, original from 76. And that should also shed light on the fact that Susan Bradford has been bopping around since that movie came out. So with her witch powers, she's able to stay younger and stay relevant. Mm -hmm. Maybe... After this case, she then, uh, you know, modernized to the Lindsay mm -hmm. Lohan one, but mm -hmm. we are not sure, and we don't think so based on... Yeah. Uh, if if anything, she would have um, based her movies on better Lindsay Lohan movies, like Mean Girls or... Or Herbie Fully Loaded. So, so as we were saying after Freaky Friday, it, it just got weirder. So it got freakier. It got freakier. Um, so as she was trying to figure this out all in her mind that 
Her brother is in Susan's body and Susan's in her brother's body. She was trying to help her brother or Susan, whoever was actually in the trunk, get out. But then she got pushed from behind into the trunk. So two people now are in the trunk. Door shuts and they drive off. Now, as Darlene says in her journal, it's dark. This road is very bumpy. And I'm afraid. And afraid she would be for the rest of her life, which was going to be very short length of time at this point so she's in the back of the bumping and bouncing around another body in another living body who now she is completely confused of which who it is is bouncing around in the trunk so eventually in this chaos darlene screams plus i want please explain what's going on so Susan Bradford's body, who is Craig. Her brother. Uh, her brother, who is in Susan's body, begins to calm her down. Say, listen, this is all part of a greater plan here. And for some reason, Darlene is able to connect with that. And it's able to calm her down because she's in love with Susan still. So if this is really Susan... They are able to connect a little bit. And she says, just have some patience. This is part of a greater plan here, a greater conspiracy. So Darlene said, please just tell me more. I need to know what's going on. No, we're going to tell you when we get there. So Darlene is still very confused, but she's a little more calm. And finally, like... 20 minutes later, car stops, trunk opens up, someone yanks them both out of there. She falls to the ground, she finally opens her eyes and they adjust to light again. They're at the post office. Back where all began. And as you remember, as we were stating at the beginning, Darlene loved the post office, was admired everything about it so all of a sudden she felt safe she let her guard down and that is is the mistake yeah and that is actually our third rule never let your guard down no always keep your guard up darlene admired the post office she felt safe as you alluded to. So Darlene is kind of pissed now, although she feels good, but she's kind of pissed. And she's like, listen, I don't care what's going on anymore with your whole body switcheroo Mm -hmm. thing. That part is the least crazy part of this whole thing. Someone just please tell me what is going on. Susan Bradford's brother Craig's body who has within it Susan Bradford Mm -hmm. turns to her and says Bill 
Mathers. Now, at first, Darlene was confused. Who is Bill Mathers? Why is that name important? Until she remembered that one day on a day trip to North Carolina, she had bought a postcard for her family. Because as we alluded to at the beginning, she loved sending mail and receiving it. So she just did a day trip and got a postcard, wrote it to her parents, signed it with love, darling, got a postage stamp, but couldn't find a mailbox. But she saw a mailman delivering mail across the street. So she ran up to him and said, can I give this to you to deliver? And he said, okay. Now, this is where it gets interesting because, well, this whole thing's been interesting, but male men and women cannot independently accept packages like that. That's illegal. It's very against the law. Darlene loved the post office, but she also loved thrills. And she also liked to bend the rules and break the law. So Bill Mathers, at that time, took the postcard from her, illegally so. And this is when everything started to rush back into Darlene's sweet little mind. Craig and Susan Bradford were there that night to do justice to the fact that Darlene illegally sent a postcard to her family. And you know what they did? They took Darlene, put her in a box, and shipped her to China. You might be wondering to yourself, all right, I, I understand that goofing with the postal system is very serious crime. I understand that. Mm -hmm. What were Craig and Susan's involvement like why were they so passionate about and the other point that i am still what what mm -hmm. up is how did her journal get lost and how did it get discovered mm -hmm. well these are all answers that we have coming up after our next sponsor and mm -hmm. our next sponsor today is going to be cheerios cereal just eat a good healthy meal stay fit Stay sharp. Cheerios. I love them. I, I, I can't tell you how much my morning is better. That was weird. 
I can't tell you how much better my morning is after a bowl of Cheerios. It, it makes a huge difference in my life, in my heart. It has fiber in it. Every single night I lay in bed and I just have the most racing thoughts and depression and anxiety just come mm-hmm. flooding in and I just think, what is the point of waking up tomorrow? Why mm-hmm. why would I continue on this mm-hmm. facade of a of a life? And then I I eventually somehow always end up fa- falling asleep and I wake up the next morning and I just think, why would I even get out of bed? I should just roll over and just go to sleep for eternity. Mm-hmm. And then my butler comes in with Cheerios. And my day is completely reversed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to cure depression, which Cheerios can do that. Yeah. It, this It just makes all these murders that we discuss all the time just that much more tragic because they can't enjoy a bowl of Cheerios ever again. You know what? I actually think after we start to get into the 500 and thousand level of episodes, like you got to think that people would listen mm-hmm. to our tips and just the things we've done to change our life. Mm-hmm. You got to think maybe our show might eventually have an impact on people yeah. not doing and receiving murders. Yeah. It, if you look at the numbers of murders before our pa- podcast and after, they're not much different, but they're slightly less. So I, one can say that's just a coincidence, but I don't think so. But guess what? De- detectives, they don't believe in coincidence. They believe no. in the cold, hard facts. The truth. You look at this and you wonder, wh- what does Susan and her brother Craig Bradford have to do with Bill Mathers and this whole situation of illegal mailing. You have to go to that day when Darlene went and took her day trip to North Carolina and bought a postcard. She bought it from Susan and Craig. They owned the shop, the tourist shop, on the street that Darlene was walking on, that she just happened to walk in and buy the postcard from. Now, okay, we've come this far. So much insanity. There's so many reasons to not believe this case. Mm -hmm. But we all do because the facts are the facts. What what did she do in that moment that Susan and Craig wanted to get back at her? Mm-hmm. So what Darlene didn't realize is when she handed that postcard to Bill, Bill was best friends with Craig. So they took, and as she handed off that postcard to Bill, his entire career left him as he tried. He he took that personally as I have to get this letter 
to her family. He was so he committed quit, to mail. He quit his job. He moved. He left his wife and children to deliver that piece of mail on the other side of the country. That's what he did. He gave up everything for one piece of mail. And now Craig and Susan being best friends with Bill were beside themselves upset that they lost Bill as a friend and and wanted revenge. They got their revenge when they shipped that poor girl to China. And the worst part, I think, the worst part, there's two worst parts of this case for me that just sting. Mm-hmm. Darlene never got that closure about why am I being shipped to China? Let alone even knowing that she was being shipped to China. She was just in a box going, what is happening? Who knows if she was even alive, uh, which we'll get into in a second of the coroner's report. The worst part about this case, Susan, Craig, and Bill. Let's go back to them for a minute. They're all best friends. On top of all this, this whole Darlene expose case, they never get charged with any of this because they only just discovered it recently. Mm -hmm. No one ever knew on top of this, Craig, Susan, and Bill also operated a underground illegal sex cult which also murdered many of the customers that was completely brushed aside and we're going to just skip along quickly past it now how did they end up figuring out all of this and and darlene how did they find darlene's remains Mm -hmm. this part will shock you it took years to realize there was a missing person out for Darlene. Um, then there was different investigations going on for Darlene. I actually Every- do want to interject real quick. The family of Darlene mm-hmm. did not open an investigation until seven years later. Mm-hmm. They just assumed, oh, she's at college. Yeah. Yeah, they just thought she wasn't writing back. Which should have been a clue that something was gone because of how much she loved writing letters. But we come to find out those letters never even made it to her family. Until seven years later, when they opened the investigation, they finally discovered in Susan and Craig's lair, they had a layer. That's how evil these people were. A bunch of letters written from Darlene to her family. And one of those letters was the postcard. So that's when they knew the investigation needed to start from that point forward. 
this is where there's another insane twist and turn in this case because you wonder the parents weren't looking into this who who realized and then uh that was a right on the cusp of a new school year so Darlene's roommate Sarah had actually moved out so no one was even questioning this whole case so how would the police even know that something goofy was going on what happened was Craig and Susan became obsessed with Darlene They wanted to go back to China to uncover her remains. So Craig and Susan, as another thing that we've learned through the years, they want secretly kind of wanted to be discovered by the police. They left like a little trail of clues. They call in the disappearance of Darlene. They hop on a flight to China. They had hoped that she arrived in mint condition to start a new life in China. They had convinced themselves that she was still alive. So they left all their belongings. They moved to China to be with Darlene. When they arrive in China, there's no record of, there was no tracking number for Darlene. And guess how they shipped Darlene to China? How? Bill Mathers. So Bill Mathers flew across the country with Darlene in a box, mm-hmm. landed in Beijing, China. Mm-hmm. Open the box. Darlene. Poor, poor Darlene. Was still alive. So. She was just sleeping. Just sleeping. It's only a 13 hour flight to China. If you know what you're doing. Which Bill obviously knew what he was doing. So. This is the biggest twist of all, and for the first time ever in the history of our show, there was no murder. Except for when Craig and Susan murdered in their sex ring, but that's not what we're covering today. Darlene and Bill Mathers lived happily ever after in Beijing, China. Craig and Susan joined them. They now have a four-way a marriage situation in Beijing, China. When we first started, we were talking about the twists and turns of this of this crime, and it just keeps going. It's unbelievable. For the first time, I want to drop a bomb on our listeners. Our final sponsor today is going to ask answer a few questions. Mm-hmm. How did we obtain Darlene's journal? Mm-hmm. Well, our final sponsor will answer that. Amazon.com books. 
Darlene's Journal coming out July 4th, 2021. Mm -hmm. A Mm tell-all journal. It's called Darlene's Journal, colon, How I Got Shipped to China. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were so lucky because they are fans of our podcast to get the original copy of her journal in the studio so we could read it and relay this all to you. Now, obviously, for legal reasons, they cannot appear on the show, but um, right, it's the next best thing. Right. Yeah, they, they cannot come to the United States because, you know, the sex cult murders. They are actual murderers. They are murderers. But Let's not be clear. of Darlene. Not of Darlene. No. Not of Darlene. Which, thank God. Thank God. That's one case that was closed in a positive way. <laughs> I can just hear our audience applauding. Because we took a nice spin on it today. We we we. You did not expect that, listeners. You no. didn't expect a positive ending. You mm-hmm. didn't expect Darlene to survive, our first ever survivor. Craig and Susan left a trail of over 50 sex cult murders in mm-hmm. the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Not relevant. One survivor, Darlene. Darlene. Happily ever after in Beijing, China. Wow. I, it's nice to be able to talk about such a positive ending because all of these end so tragically and so horribly like the sex cult murders but this one just ended different and it was so wonderful to have and you know what it's usually you know what it's usually the mom opens goes into the son's Mm -hmm. room to find Mm -hmm. him dead the Mm -hmm. the brother opens the box i gotta be honest i was rooting for bill mathers and when Mm -hmm. he opened that box she was there and guess Mm -hmm. what on the trip, when she was in the box to China, she journaled the whole time. Mm-hmm. So she popped out. I have, I have a book. Mm-hmm. It it was it was perfect for her. This skyrocketed her career. You know, she at first it was just writing for fun, but now this could be a living for her, and she's able to make a living with this. This is the first time. In the superior pod crime, where somebody's not only alive, but able to live. Able to live and 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 has able to take their crime that they were involved with and use it as a to shoot them up for success. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. I and I'm I so ha- I'm so proud of you, Darlene. Darlene, we love you. We're so happy. Things turned out the way they were. Because it, th- there was a few times where we we're like, "Uh oh, this is this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad." Um, we were we were really worried for you, Darlene. Yeah, we were we were very terrified. But now knowing how it turned out, maybe I'll take one of the couches away from my front door maybe i'll let my guard down a little bit more 
because maybe things can turn out better. I think this podcast is transcending mm-hmm. crime and into an area of maybe we need to maybe we need to loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need yeah. to stop suspecting our neighbor of whatever's going on, sex, danger, whatever. Maybe we just need to let that go. Maybe yeah. we need to take the couch off for a few minutes. Maybe we need to let strangers, invite strangers into our house. Yeah. Why not? Because it could just turn into something so beautifully like this story here today. If Darlene had ever said no, had ever been truly horrified to where she ran away, she did once, but luckily Craig slash Susan followed her, we would not be here today. She would not be in... Beijing, China, making a multi-million dollar writer's salary. No. She may have just been murdered by Craig and Susan in the sex cult instead. So thank God. She still could be because Craig and Susan are still heavily involved in her life. But that's not what we're going to talk about. That's neither here nor there. I think we could end it on you have one final sponsor to give us. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, typically when we do these podcasts, we dive deep into horribly tragic and sad situations. So if you're looking for a soft, comfortable, sound absorbent pillow that will muffle the sounds of your screams at night as you wake up from another nightmare from all these crimes... Buy a Lux pillow. They're comfortable, very soft, and make the nightmares a little less scary. And now tonight, I'll be able to sleep like a baby because of what a positive ending this story finally gave. We've been waiting for this. Over 500 episodes we've done. Every one of them, dead. Except for, brutally except for this one. Brutally, brutally murdered. But Darlene, brutally, brutally successful. Love it. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us today on the Superior Pod Crime. And uh, maybe take a little part of this journey that, I don't know, if you just shut up, things in life could turn out positive into your own day Mm -hmm. so as always be safe out there but this time around maybe let your guard down just a little bit more we'll see you next time folks